Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good evening. Pastor Robert, you have a direct connection with the Spirit of the living God. He flows directly through you. I was listening to what you were saying a minute ago, and, and you said you were talking about the manifestations of the gold dust and the miracles. And those things happen in a ministry and through a people when they become aligned and walking in perfect obedience. So, yes, we're going to have the manifestations. <laughs> And in <laughs> with increase. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your manifestations. Thank you that your word goes forth, and it goes forth, and it goes forth, and it goes forth, and stretches all through the ends of the earth and fulfills your purpose. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Oh, I want to honor my apostles, my apostle Angie Hogan. I want to honor Freedom Ministries. They raised me up. Pastors, Miss Stana, Pastor Robert Jones, Pastor Tim Hogan, all the evangelists, prophets, ministers, teachers, elders, ushers, deacons that have come through. And remain with us today. I honor you for all that you have poured into my life. Into the life of my family. And I praise God for you. I'm so grateful. <laughs> to come up and be raised up under such a leadership. My God, my God. I thank you for it, Father. I want to thank the intercessors for their prayers. For their warfares. <laughs> Ooh, they tear it down now, let me tell you. Yeah. Nicodemus, <clears throat> Nicodemus, he, Nicodemus. He had some questions for Jesus in John chapter 3. He wanted to know how a man could be born twice. He said, how can a man be born twice? Do they enter the womb again and come out born again? And Jesus said, no. A man has to be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. But a birth of spirit and a birth of water. 
But Jesus told him, he said, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And then in verse 8, it says, that the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but ye cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. <laughs> Coming into alignment with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. It's the greatest adventure of my life. <laughs> It is the greatest adventure that this world, the life on this world has to offer. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I want to be in alignment with you, Father. I want to go where you go. I want to see what you do. <laughs> what else is there? TikTok, <laughs> what else is there that's more adrenalizing, that's more uh, spontaneous and unexpected, more impactful? There's nothing. <laughs> so I'm going to talk. I'm not. The Holy Spirit is, and I have no idea exactly what all he's going to say. But there's actually a couple different things that God, I feel God wants to do tonight. The first thing, I can't look at those right now. Y'all, this is my wife. <laughs> the beautiful blonde-headed woman right there on the front row. That's the woman that God had for me. And <laughs> snatched up and married her quick. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> hey, that's being in alignment with the Spirit. Because I was not expecting that. Baby, would you mind to hand me that fiery flag right there? Thank you so much, sweetheart. The first thing I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do tonight is draw a line. And for every spirit of religion that has come against the purpose and fulfillment of the kingdom of God for His people, every spirit of self-righteous that has come into the ministry to try to push the real Jesus out is now cut and severed henceforth. Go and do not return. You can take your leave. You're cut off and thrown out and cast into the wilderness. Be gone with you. Because we're done with that. God is moving here for you religious no more. Hallelujah. That's the first order of business. Am I right, Father? Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's all over me. I can feel him. He's all over me. And I got no idea. I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like this is the first 
one of the, I've never felt him like this. It's like he's got, <laughs> okay, thank you, Holy Spirit, hallelujah, have your way, Father. Being in alignment, Apostle said alignment is obedience, and obedience brings the blessings. <laughs> obedience brings the blessings. Let's look, let's look at the house of Jonadab in Jeremiah chapter 35, I believe. Thank you, Pastor. So look, look at what happens here. We've got two tribes. We've got the tribe of Judah. And we have the tribe of, I believe, I don't know how to pronounce that name. But Jonadab is the son of Rechab. So I'm going to call it the house of Jonadab and the house of Judah. Now what takes place here in Jeremiah chapter 35 Let's read it. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go into the house of the Rechabites and speak unto them and bring them into the house of the Lord into one of the chambers and give them wine to drink. Then I took Jazaniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazaniah, and his brethren, and all his sons, and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of... Can y'all hear me? How's this? Right here? It's perfect. Okay. Thank you. Um, the son of... Here in verse 4. A man of God, which was by the chamber of the princes, which was above the chamber of Messiah. Maasiah, Shia, the son of Shalom, the keeper of the door. And I set before the sons of the house of the Rechabites pots full of wine and cups, and I said unto them, Drink the wine. But the house of Jonadab said, We will drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, Ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. Neither shall ye build house, nor sow seed, nor plant vineyard, nor have any. But all your days ye shall dwell in tents, that ye may live many days in the land where ye be strangers. Thus we have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he hath charged us to drink no wine all our days, we, our wives, our sons, nor our daughters, nor to build houses for us to dwell in. Neither have we vineyard, nor field, nor seed, but we have dwelt in tents, and have obeyed, and done according to all that Jonadab our father commanded us. Jonadab commanded them to do some things that's pretty hard. Those are some pretty tough commandments. You mean I can't drink of the wine? I can't get drunk? You don't, you don't want me to build no house and take no dwelling? You want me to live in a tent? We in the desert, Pa. <laughs> We in the desert. Those are some pretty tough commandments. But what happened is the Lord sent Jeremiah to the house of Jonadab to test their obedience to their father's commandments. 
Let's see what happens. But it came, verse 11, 35, 11. But it came to pass when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up into the land that we said, Come and let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans and for fear of the army of the Syrians. So we dwelt at Jerusalem. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will ye not receive instruction to hearken to my words, saith the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, that he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are performed. For unto this day they drink none, but obey their father's commandment. Notwithstanding, I have spoken unto you, rising early and speaking, but ye hearken not unto me. This is God speaking to the house of Judah. Because what God tells the house of Judah to do is rise up and go into another land. God orders for the house of Judah to go somewhere better than, than where they're at. <laughs> But here you have the house of Jonadab, and they've stuck by their father's commandment. They stuck to it. They had a prophet come to the house and say, come, let us take wine and drink. But they stayed faithful to their father's commandment, and they drank of no wine. And here we have Judah. They don't want to get up and go. Judah's out of alignment. <laughs> but see, alignment is something in the Old Testament that is something that you be remaining in. Because when you get in alignment, it's pretty straight and simple and to the point that you're going to remain in that alignment. Because it's very clear to the house of Jonadab what their father's commandments were because they've kept them for so long. It's very clear. They've grown accustomed to that life and they are living and walking in their father's commandments. Judah don't like change. That's what the house of Judah don't like. They don't want to change. They don't like change. They don't like to get uncomfortable. They like what they're used to. So they hearken not unto the Lord. They hearken not. It says, I have sent also, verse 15, I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way and amend your doings, and go not after other gods to serve them. And ye shall dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your fathers, but you have not inclined your ear nor hearkened unto me. Because the sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have performed the commandment of their father, which he commanded them, but this people hath not hearkened unto me. Hey, I want to I welcome Shane tonight. It's good to see you, my friend. I, wanna, I, wanna, I got another brother up here. We've been friends years. We've been in and out of it all, all, all the way 
walked right hand in hand with one another through the darkness and out the other side. <laughs> Do y'all remember what it was like to be in alignment with the Father? How exciting it was. I mean, he was just sending us signs and we could follow him. And it was like, and our life would just fall into place with the very things around us that he was pointing out. It was like he was just highlighting it and his voice would highlight. And we'd say, oh my God, brother, did you see that? And we'll say, no, I didn't see that, but I see this. And if you put that with that, it's going to fulfill something. <laughs> if y'all remember, whoo! But it's coming back. Unlike anything we've ever seen before. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Ow. Woo. Okay. <laughs> now the house of Judah, they got something coming to them now. Because they, they, they don't want to change. They don't want to do what God's telling them to do. It makes them uncomfortable. And they can't see the end result. You see, a lot of people... A lot of people won't line up with what God's telling them to do when it, when it brings change because they can't see the end result. And how dare I, how dare I obey the Lord if I don't know what's going to happen when I do? Who am I? Who am I? To just, to just decide I'm not going to do it unless I know what's going to happen. <laughs> Are you the creator of the stars? Do you tell the sea where to stop? Did your breath create? Who am I? <laughs> so Judah's got it coming, y'all. Judah's got it coming. <laughs> Let me tell you. Woo. Oh, the Lord is not nice to Judah now. Let me tell you what happens. In verse 17... <laughs> Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the evil that I have pronounced against them, because I have spoken unto them, but they have not heard. And I have called unto them, but they have not answered me. All the evil that the Lord proclaimed against Israel. Hold on now. I didn't know the Lord proclaimed evil. Not the Jesus, not the baby Jesus. I know. He proclaimed evil. When he'd had enough. And then once we... Once we get out of alignment, or we stop obeying, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, well, what's it, what, what, what stops, what stopped me, God, when I got out of alignment with you, and I stopped obeying, and I saw all the evil that you proclaimed against me coming for me. I mean, his word, I was living his very the very word out in my life before my eyes. But it wasn't in the positive note. It was all that judgment and, and proclaiming and I declare thee and thou that this will happen. That's what I was living. 
But what stopped me, God, from coming back into alignment? Why did I have to lose everything? Why, God, did I have to suffer? Why did I make myself sacrifice it all? Because, oh, I know what's going to happen. Oh, I know the end result. So, uh, why? My pride. I was arrogant. My pride. That's what stops me. That's what stops us all from ever coming and saying, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Turns out, in fact, God didn't tell me to go. Turns out, in fact, God didn't tell me to leave. Turns out, in fact, God told me to stay. But I had to be so right. I had to be so sure it was the Lord. I knew it wasn't God, but I deceived myself, and I told myself it's what God wants because it feels so good, and it makes me comfortable. So it must be what God wants because God don't proclaim no evil. God don't cause no flesh to suffer, so it must be God. And then we get out there, and we're out of alignment, and we see that this ain't God, and it wasn't what He had for us, and we're in disobedience, and we're rebellious. But we're too full of pride to come back and say, I'm sorry, forgive me. Oh my God, because if I don't get back in alignment, hell and all evil's coming for me. And I might not make it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> but let's Scoot on over here and let's talk about what happens when we do step into alignment. Because, see, right now we're in Jeremiah, and that's in the Old Testament. Don't get me wrong, the Old Testament still applies today, but we're under a new covenant. And this new covenant is when we get out of alignment, there's forgiveness for that. And we come back and we repent, and we can come back into alignment. And all the hell and damnation and that evil proclaimed on us doesn't carry out through generations. Our lineage doesn't have to see it if we get back in alignment. That's the new covenant. Am I hollering at y'all? Here's the blessings for the Rechabites' obedience. This is the part I really love. Because in verse 18, it says, And Jeremiah said unto the house of the Rechabites. Now he's speaking to the ones who remained in alignment. No matter the suffering, no matter how hot those, those Middle Eastern country deserts got, they didn't drink the wine, and they kept their father's commandments. And I want to tell you something. There's always going to come a test. And every single test that we face ain't necessarily the devil's temptation. Sometimes God just wants to see if you're going to stay and remain. 
Because he's looking for that remaining. He's looking for that remnant that remains. Unto the house of the Rechabites, the house of Jonadab, the house of Shea, the house of Anderson, the house of Duchesne, The house of Jones. <laughs> oh, because what God does is he grants them the greatest gift a man could receive in the Old Testament. Just like he granted us today the greatest gift we could receive today, which is Jesus Christ. And the blood that he shed. But Jesus Christ wasn't in the Old Testament. So God gave the house of Jonadab the greatest gift he could give a man. And he says, because you have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab your father and kept all his precepts. And done according unto all that he hath commanded you. Therefore, therefore, saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not want a man to stand before me forever. God is declaring. And promising the house of Jonadab. There will be no lack in a man for your house to stand before me. <laughs> yes, Lord, the greatest gift you could possibly give. <laughs> is to promise my lineage. That there will be no lack in a man to stand before you. To cry out and say, God, we're in a financial crisis. And I don't know what to do. I'm losing my children, God. I don't know what to do. But I can stand before you and I can say it. Because we've remained in alignment, God. I've obeyed, God. I've stepped back into the new covenant, God. I want to stand before you. And if I can't, God, somebody in my family, God, anybody, please. They had to tie a rope on a priest and send him in. And if he wasn't clean enough, they had to drag him out to make atonement. To hear the next snippet of what God might do. The next thing that he's going to come with. What do we have next, God? And they send him in with a rope and they drag him out. But not for the house of Jonadab. They stayed in alignment. They remained and they came back. And they stayed and they remained. And they honored their father's commandment. And now they're not without a man to stand before him. <laughs> house of Jones. You have a man to stand before God. 
house of Hamilton has a man to stand before God. Caleb, you stand before God. <laughs> if you don't know, you sure find out. Maybe you didn't have any fathers before you, any men before you standing before God. But you can right now. Maybe you're the pioneer in this. Maybe you're the pioneer in that destiny, in this call. Hey, we could be the last. We could be the last generation. All you have, all you Jonadab's house. Because if you're here tonight, you're a Jonadab's house. And it's just a remnant. It's just a scrap. It's just a remaining. But if you're here tonight, you're a Jonadab house. And if you want that father's blessing, or you just want God to move for you, if you want him to do something for you, he's right here. He's right here. He's right here, and it doesn't matter what it is. He cares about every little thing, Shay. He cares about every little thing, Chas. Every little thing, and it doesn't matter what it is. He's here, and he's looking to move for you. He's looking to do it for you. And you better keep your eyes open because you're fixing to get ready to tell a testimony about it. He's looking to move for you. He's right here. There's fire flowing right here. There's fire flowing right here. The presence of God is moving. The presence of God is moving tonight. There's fire right here. Come up here if you want prayer. If you want him to move. Maybe you just want an experience. I don't know what you want. But come up here. There's fire right here. God wants to do it. He's going to do it. He wants to do it. He's going to do it. Come on, house of Jonadab. Come on. If you're here tonight, you're in alignment. God's going to do it. He wants to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to set you back on fire. Is that what you want? He wants to set you back on fire, give you an experience. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.